check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Supporting local. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Supervalue GEA podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Donahue, and on this week's show, we're going to be looking back on a memorable victory by Cavan Miners over Galway in Park Sean McDermott in Carrick and Shannon at the weekend. Uh, we have reaction, post-match reaction with John Brady and midfielder Ronan Patterson. We're also going to be looking back over a very busy weekend in the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate and Senior Championships, as well as the College Craft Bakery Junior Championships. And we'll be looking ahead to this weekend and trying to maybe pull as many predictions out of our, our back pocket as possible. Um, for those of you that like to put a wee bet on it, you'll see if we can come up with a good accumulator for you. As always, I'm joined by the sports editor of the Anglo-Celt. He's uh, he's doing more f- pr- promotional work for the Anglo-Celt than anything else. It's uh, it's it's great to be advertising the advertisers. Oh well, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, it's reflected in my pay packet as well. All this extra work. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed. Uh, I suppose, Paul, looking back to the miners last uh, Saturday morning, as you hit the road. Were you filled with expectation and and anticipation of a victory? No, Damien, I'd be telling a lie if I, if I thought I was. Like, you know, there was a little bit of ructions in the backroom team with Cavan Miners, really. There was a lid kept on it. They didn't make much of it, but there was a few changes in the backroom. Um, and I just thought maybe the, their preparation might be a little bit disrupted. I know one or two players opted out of the panel as well mm. um, and played with their clubs in the championship. And I just thought, I wasn't that confident and Galway were supposed to be so strong you know they walked the Connacht Championship the closest game they had was 8 points hammered Mayo hammered um, Sligo and Roscommon so they took out all the big guns in Connacht and uh, I thought no I didn't I, I, but I knew I did say it going down the road when you've got the forward line that Cavan have and a strong midfield platform you always have a chance I did make that point and I found myself hammering at home to Mickey Hannon after I, and, and, and I I regretted it after because I made the, I said something like, uh, "You can lift all the weights you want." <laughs> and I was listening back to myself. I was like, you always, you, "Don't you always have a chance if you have if you've got quality forwards?" Was, was your point, regardless of what else goes on around you? And I think Hannon then took it into the science for you just to prove that there's more to it than just having quality forwards. There is, but I I am a firm believer that it's a simple game, like, and it can be overcomplicated. And like at the end of the day, you need to outscore the opposition and. Forwards win championships. Do you know, I really, I really do believe that. Well, actually, there's a saying in 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 basketball that Defend, forwards backs, win. backs win championships, attackers win games, or forwards win games, but defenses win championships. Yeah, maybe. And yeah, I, well, I don't. I think that it's refreshing to see a Cavan team with great forwards, and you know, oh, don't get me wrong, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, but I think that I think that you do need the defense. You know, without without a defence or a midfield, forwards are sitting there twiddling their thumbs because there's no supply. Mm. Oh, true, yeah, true. But uh, like, I personally think that the weakest line on this cabin team is the defence. Uh, but in saying that, and that's not disparaging any of the defenders, but they're exceptionally strong up front and around the middle. Um, so I think that you know, if you, there has to be mm. a weaker weakest line somewhere, and I think it is the defence. But I think the forwards got them out of jail. Now, if saying that they held Galway to eleven points, I was just going to say that the, the defence is getting better. The Game on, you better, can see yeah. the evolution of the defence. I think Evan Fortune re- relocated at full-back has been a brilliant move. Yeah, no, absolutely. I thought he was excellent. But the funny thing was they, they lost two of their, their starting six to Black Cards last week, which yeah. was Kim, Timoney, Cormac Timoney and Killian Brady. Both of them ludicrous, insane decisions to give a Black Card, especially the Brady one. Oh, like yeah. the, the ball was there. He, he probably felt, You can't slide like that. He slid in and he, he took the ball. And after he took the ball, he took the man. I was just going to say, he slid for the ball, not for the man. Well, like by that logic, if a ball breaks the middle of the field and you, and you put your body in the line, win the ball first, and then you take man and all after, then you foul the man. Yeah. By that logic. Like, you play the ball, he only had eyes for the ball. But anyway, we, we, it would be a hard luck story if we lost. So we won and we're just making the point about the At the first 15 minutes, I was counting the frees. We can't complain about the ref in terms of the free count because I think, I don't have my notes, but it was something like 27-14 a favourite Cavan, the free count. But then again, he put two of our defenders off on harmless backyards. The first 10 minutes or so, I spotted a couple of fouls 
And I was like, geez, he's not blowing these. And I said, right, this referee's going to let it, let a good bit go. That's his style coming up from Cork. Yeah. That's, that's hope it suits Cavan. And then, you know, he, he went crazy with the whistle, but anyway. Yeah, it, it, it definitely changed as the game went on. But actually, when, when you mentioned the referee, maybe it's a good time to bring in um, John Brady. I caught up with him on the pitch in Carrick and Shannon straight after the game. Here's what John had to say. Oh, sorry, before we go to that, there is parental guidance, uh, uh, a warning with this with this interview. He's he's passionate, as you can imagine. John Brady, Cavan manager. You, you, you've put something into these boys that they just never say die. Second half attitude again was just brilliant. Yeah, they were absolutely outstanding, I thought. And I thought all day today, when they were criticised in other matches, our defence really stood up to the to the mark because at times those two and three goal with lads running through on them and they just somehow found a way of stopping them, you know. So I, a lot of credit has to go out. On other days, we give it to the to the forward line or whatever, but this was built on, on what they've done at the back. Yeah, one of the incidents that epitomised that was the, a shot on goal. Gary O'Rourke came out, blocked it down, and then I can't remember what defender, full length dive and blocked. Yeah. Just putting his body on the line. Evan Fortune, I think, yeah, is right. Yeah. Like absolutely brilliant in the back line. Unbelievable all, all day. Do you know what I mean? And there was a few probably harsh decisions went against us as well. We got a couple of black cards. Mm. You know, we were getting blacks and they were getting yellows. So it didn't seem to be. You know, anyway, look, we're not going to go into that. Uh, we're not going to deflect away from what we've done. But they showed great character. Even there near the end, we missed a couple of goal chances, but we still kept coming back and coming back. Uh, and I thought for the last. 15 minutes there was really only one team in it and one team looked like like winning and that was us even though we were behind at that stage yeah but the, the, the character shown one of the black cards uh, Ryan Kyle came on um, for that black card thought he was immense just holding that kind of sweeper role but then carrying the ball out bringing it using it, using it very intelligently that was, it was an absolutely brilliant brilliant uh, performance by Kyle yeah um, Ryan was probably during the week he'd been practicing that he'd been playing in that role of training and, and he twigged his um, hamstring slightly so that's why he wasn't started probably today but he was outstanding when he came on but he, he knew you know, he knew the role he was playing he knew what he had to do because we knew they were going to pull a man out the field and it just left him that he was able to mop up all there and, and link up t- attacks then moving out which is <laughs> which is what you want yeah. always want I suppose we were doing the commentary and, and, and while the game was in the melting pot Ocean Pearson missed a couple of uh, frees that you'd expect him to score but we were kind of saying well maybe he's looking to the line maybe he's looking to come out but then he comes up with a cracker of a right foot of goal yeah and he, he was involved in the move that set up the goal chance before for Ronan Patterson so that's one thing about Ocean you never can put him down because he'll always come back and people say well, why don't you take him off and why don't you do this but he'll always come in and he'll chip in he's a big game player and as you see he gets the crucial scores that turns games and he, he kicked a massive free as well from a tight angle you know after that as well so he's a big big player for us The Gowan and men really stood up for you in the second half between Pearson and, and, and Madden centre half forward I think 1-6 is what we got in the second half all coming from the Gowan and men yeah. but Key and Madden at crucial stages when you needed scores he was the man that stepped up Ah Key was immense but so was everyone like the hard work in the middle of the field Philip Rogers come back and the amount of ball he won and turned over as well well, like I can go through the whole to Danny Cusick and really into it strong in the second half Ryan Kyle you know it was a team it was a team effort the two boys got on the end of scores and you needed cool heads but we always like they're class class footballers class forwards and that's why we try to keep them up that end of the field as much as possible rather than chasing back down to the, to the other corner of the field well, nobody can, can uh, accuse you of, of putting down blankets we were just talking to the previous two midfielders from 1974 Paddy McNamee and Jerry Brady they reckon that, that the two boys uh, Patterson and, and Smith they should get a photograph with them I don't think it's a good idea they, they, tower, they tower over the two older boys well, we're just a bit curious as to how Paddy McNamee played in midfield I don't know <laughs> unless he was up on Jerry's shoulders or something I don't know but um, no, talking to the two of them they're all in good spirits yeah, look at Kerry now, August 20th, All-Ireland semi-final in Crow Park. It's Kerry, it's Kerry they won by, by 10 points against Loud this afternoon. It, they're going for four in a row. Um, you know, it's going to be a big, big ask. But when, when questions have been asked to these boys, they always come out with answers. Ah, look, we'll go there and, and we're not going to put any undue pressure on ourselves. We're going up there, hopefully the occasion you know playing in Crow Park for your first time they're experienced up there um, I think last year the only team that bet to carry minor team was their under 17 team so that's this year's team so look at it it's, um, I wasn't aware it was Kerry and probably won that game without showing their hand too much as well I'd imagine you know, but look, it's good to be getting to a semi-final, but we'll be going up there to compete. We won't be going up there just to look around in the stands. 
Yeah, without a doubt. And I know the year's not over, but you, you have to look back now. You're the first manager to have brought Cavan to an All-Ireland minor semi-final in, in 40-odd years. You know, you, you've, you've, you've really, you have to be proud of what you've done and, and what the bunch have done for you. Yeah, well, it's more what the bunch have done for me. And like everyone could have said, fuck it after the... After the <laughs> the uh, Ulster final and said I'm going to throw my hat at it but they all stuck together in fairness there was you know there was a bit of questions lads were you know disappointed as much as anything else after losing the final and emotions can run high but it, it was uh, they really really responded well in the last two weeks in training and showed out there on the field like they, they were lacking for nothing absolutely nothing and while Galway probably started the game better I thought we finished it an awful lot stronger than they did anyway so I'm very very proud of the lads yeah yeah so John Brady there um, Paul and he made the point to me that um, one of the substitutions to bring on Ryan Kyle which I had mentioned there that it was already in progress that the black card just kind of uh, moved it on maybe about 30 or 40 seconds but he, he was making that change already and I thought Ryan Coyle you talk about the defence Ryan Coyle came in and was absolutely phenomenal I thought he was exceptionally exceptionally good ball player very good decision maker on the ball yeah. not the fastest player on the panel but for that role that he's playing pace not a pre- prerequisite it's all about decision making using the ball well he's extremely comfortable on the ball strong lad as well physically strong upper body strength I thought he was exceptional, really good. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, I think it's he'll come in line to start. Um, wide open space to Crow Park, you know, maybe you're going to need a, a cool head on the ball, a fellow can mop up ball like that. Yeah. You know, so look at their playing Kerry, it's going to be a big ask. Kerry are 22 games unbeaten in minor football, which is astonishing. And I spoke to a friend of mine from Kerry who works for the Kerry man this morning. And I, guy I shared a room with in college actually years ago hateful feckers <laughs> he, I, I, I was telling you about it earlier he, he was given out about all the work he had to do and he was like Ash we're in the final of, we're in the semi-final of the minor we're in the semi-final of the under 17 we're in the senior the ladies are doing well the hurlers he's like I'm sick of it <laughs> we're just constantly winning it's fecking annoying so it is yeah, yeah. unbelievable so Jesus the first world problems they have down in Kerry <laughs> first world problems is right it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's quite amazing in fairness and he's going to be it's a different prospect, but at the end of all of these runs, you say 22 games unbeaten at minor level, at the end of all of these runs, there's a loss, and there has to be a loss at some point, and why can't it be Cavan? There's no reason why these Cavan lads will go up. There's no pressure on them. Everybody in Cavan is saying, haven't they done brilliantly? What a wonderful year. It's, it's been exceptional. You know, they've, they've really raised the Cavan jersey and, and so on. There's not really pressure on them. Nobody expects them to have a hope against Kerry, but from talking to and we'll hear from Ronan Patterson in just a moment um, they, they they are putting pressure on themselves which I love to see I love to see that in a group of players and you can hear from Ronan Patterson just now and again this interview comes with parental guidance Delighted to be joined by Cav midfielder Ronan Patterson after an absolutely brilliant second half performance that sees you into the All-Ireland semi-final I suppose it's a bit surreal at the minute Oh, It's just mental Every game now we've went in a half-time losing and the boys just keep showing fight Every single game we go in a half-time we show fight and we go on and we just push out the victories Boys just click it. The last couple of minutes we just click together We should be doing that all game but it just seems to work There's some bond in this team and I'm telling you we'll keep going on in the semi-final now and we'll keep pushing yeah, it's, it's Kerry that's going to be in that All-Ireland semi-final to beat Loud today by, by 10 points. But going back to the bond you're talking about there, and, and it's really evident, a good, really close-knit bunch of boys that will fight and die for each other. Oh, definitely, yeah. We've, we've been training from under-14 level. We're like brothers now at this rate. We don't care that we're from different clubs. We're just like brothers at the moment. You're saying now that um, Kerry, 10 points. I don't know much about them now, but I'm telling you, they better watch us now. Us boys will take them well. Yeah, you're looking forward to it. The, uh, the second half there, Cavan really seemed to be able to pick up the tempo and, and really dominated Galway in that second half. The fitness of this bunch seems to be exceptional. We just keep pushing on. Every training, like the other, we just keep pushing on. Every training, we're working our ass off. We're fucking getting behind each other's back and we just want to push on. We're doing it for ourselves. We're doing it for our fucking... We're doing it for our county as well, so... It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. I suppose now tonight it's it's uh, it's about getting the recovery right. Definitely, but 20th yes. of August, Crow Park coming out in All Ireland semi final. It's it's the stuff dreams are made of. It's where you want to be playing football. Everyone says you want to be up in Clonus. We didn't make up the steps in Clonus, but I tell you, when we go up to Crow Park now, we're going to be different men. We're going to be hungrier, definitely hungrier, and we're going to push on and beat this carry side. Brady's Arva Limited. 
Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, so a very motivated and, and I suppose bullish Ronan Patterson there, Paul. He, he, he's, he's determined to go up to Crow Park and, and beat Kerry. Not just play a game, but beat Kerry. Yeah, well, that's what you want to hear. Like, sure, it's great. Um, and I thought he, he came to the fore in the last 15 minutes yeah. himself, uh, Carrick O'Shannon. I thought James Smith, who, who has been a real formidable player for Cavan, especially in the semi-final and against Monaghan in the, in the first round, I thought he had one of his quieter games. Like he went off and lost the final to a black card. So maybe you know he had probably hadn't had a competitive game in a while since the semi final, really. Yeah, yeah. When you consider that, so maybe he was a little bit ring rusty. But I think you'll see a big game out of both fellas now against the kingdom. So I look, it's great. It's brilliant. It's 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 um, fair play to all involved in it. I think we have to give a special mention to the, the forwards again, who came up with the big scores. Ushin Pearson had a difficult afternoon for maybe half an hour, forty minutes. Miss, missed a couple of frees that he normally miss. But he never dropped the head. score. Or sorry, the normally score. He never dropped the head. Yeah. And we know he's capable of magic. And he, he, he came up with a goal, a phenomenal finish, where Cavan had missed a couple of goal chances. Like Rory Corn missed a decent goal chance. Rona Patterson missed a, a, an open goal. Yeah. And Pearson just kept battling and he came in down the end line. But the man who I want to talk about is Keen Madden. I don't want to blow up a minor too much. But by Jesus, in the, in the last 15 minutes, the man took over the game and he scored one of the greatest points I've seen by a Cavan player. Uh, like, I, I think people might be just sick of me talking about how much I love Kia Madden. Like you, you talk about man crush, you know he's my man crush now. I swear to God, I just love something like and and people have their people have their debates about Buchanan uh, at senior level. And my point on Buchanan and it continues to go back to on the twenty one uh, Ulster final. And I'm not just basing it on that one. I'm basing it on watching him at club level. When, when backs are to the wall, when the chips are down, you need real character, real belief and, and, and just a presence of mind to say, we need a score now, I'm going to go and get this score. And I think Kean Madden has that and that's something that's extremely rare. It's really, really rare in a footballer and especially in a, in a kid, in a young player. But for him to do it and he, the first time he'd done it was, he'd done it one, there was one point against Monaghan but it was kind of tick-tock over and back. So, But against Down, the point after half-time that Cavan needed that first score after half-time, he delivered against he Galway. He got the first two after half-time against Down. Against Down. He, four points down against against Galway at the weekend, he comes up with the goods again. He's, he's always the man that you can say, Right, you know, you'd look at him and go, he, he's in the game, he's doing rightly, he's doing nothing wrong, but he's not doing anything special just yet. And then all of a sudden, when, when your back is to the wall, he comes up with something. There's, yeah. there's, there's an ignition in him there that, that you know, senses how the finish line is near here and we need a score, I'm going to get it first. And I, I just love that in a player. I think I've talked probably too much about Kean Madden because as a young fella, he has an awful long way to go to be a county senior. But I think he has the basis to be a top quality county senior. He's the best minor performer that I've seen in an awful long time. And that's going right back to the likes of Shawnee Johnson and Mark McKeever at minor. You know, I thought they were exceptional at that age, but I think that he's possibly even above the likes of that. If he can continue to develop, we've got an amazing prospect there. But yeah. the other... The other I'm trying to think back to some of the outstanding minors that we had. Like on the, on the 2011 team, you're missing that team. Like I think Killian Clark was absolutely outstanding on that team at fullback. I always remember himself and Sankey in the fullback line just being bombarded with a high ball and the dying seconds against our man that was the final and feeling ball all over the place. And also the half back line in that two thousand eleven team was uh, was Jerry Smith, Smith. Connor Mina and Kieran Brady and they were absolutely fantastic as well. But going right back even to my to my time when when I was that age, not that I was on the county team, but <laughs> some of my friends were. Um, McKeever scored seven points in playoff Carl Lacey in a minor championship match back in 2002. That was a very strong Cavan team back then. It was, And yeah. uh, the year before that, you had Darren McConnell was the star of the team as well. So there were some very good minors, but again, we haven't got to, a, to this far. They didn't win Ulster this year. They did win it six years ago, but 
they've gone one step further now in the All Ireland series. Mm. So back then, when they were the Ulster champions and lost to the to the Connacht runners up, this time they were Ulster runners up and beat the Connacht champions. So it's and where was it that back then, no back then it was in Longford this time it was in Carrick but yeah I think but th- I think it's great it's still it's, it, it, the the point being that while I think that all of those players were exceptionally good players I think that. W- Killian, Killian, I'd agree with you, and, and Sankey, in fairness to them, dealt with a different type of pressure. It was a pressure that was put on them by the opposition, and they reacted to it as in, right, we'll deal with this high ball coming in. But what Killian has that I don't think I've seen that often was, right, the pressure's on the entire team. I have to go seek out this ball. Like, if you remember back to that point, he won it inside his own half, inside his own 45, actually, and danced by three players. Like, it wasn't as if he was waiting for something to happen around him. He made it happen and got the score that, that ignited the Cavan team. I, I think that that's a unique quality that, that he's shown at minor level that I haven't seen before at minor level, you know. Yeah, I hope you're right, and I hope he continues this in, the, in the semi-final. We need to be careful about blowing them up too much because they're playing a formidable outfit. That's it. And... Kerry have not only beaten teams in Crow Park in the last couple of years, but they've humiliated teams. They've put 20, 25 points on teams. And uh, in the Munster final, they kept clear to three points, beat them by 20 something points. So 22 games unbeaten, you were saying before we started this. This yeah, th- a Kerry minor, minor, minor team. football, like, you know, and astonishing. But my point is, runs like that always come to an end. And yeah. why not? Why not be Cavan that hopefully trace that end? Before we, we go, I think it'd be unfair not to mention one other player that I thought was consistently excellent throughout the game was Rory Corn. yeah well two Rory Corn and Philip Rogers. Philip Rogers, yes they were both yeah. very very good wing half forwards they worked very hard Corn, I don't think Corn was fully fit like he has very little game time under his belt yeah. and that should bring him on like he's a he's a quality operator we've we've spoken about him before and and his ability to pick out kick passes and and you know he's, he's got one of the sweetest boots that we've seen it on the rage can you imagine that in the open, expansive space of Crow Park with a forward line like Ushin Pearson and Key and Madden and, and, and Patrick Lynch and lads like that that he can ping these balls in towards? Yeah, Maybe and you know what else he has to He can take on a man. Yes. Like at one stage, he took on his man down along the sideline in front of the stand side and he burned him. Um, That's so right. It's great to see it. Look, it, we, we would have, if someone had said at the start of the year, you'll, 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 let's say they lose the carry. Someone had said at the start of the year, you're going to get to Crow Park with a team and you're going to bring on three or four forwards or we'd have took the hand off them because that's what cabin football needs and it's great yeah. to see it and you're, yeah you're, you, you can you can easily say you, you you probably wouldn't stop a three or four that you could say that, that lad has potential I could see him in a Calvin senior jersey if he continues to work extremely hard and the next three or four years are vital for them that they're not just relying on skill that they enhance their physical attributes as well. You know, get the athleticism right and get the strength and condition. There's a long way to go from being an under-18 star to being a county senior. Goal-setting goal is so important, and I don't know if it's something that Kevin has overlooked in the past, but like someone needs to, needs to sit those fellas down and say, look, you could, be, you could be the man of the match in the Ulster Senior Final in two years or three years or one year, mm. but you need to set your goals and say, look, I'm going to make this happen. Because and and th- create th- the path for them. Yeah, create the path and show them what they have to go and do. Because it's, it's like Kerry, and it's like the, my friend Damien Stack and the Kerry man I was talking about. It's, it's just... The boy that's sick of winning. The, he's sick of winning, but he was telling me they're giving, they're giving a half a page to, the, to this minor match oh, in Jesus. the Kerry man. Like, we're going to be going big on it in the Celt, obviously. But uh, it's because it's just naturally the expectations are higher in Kerry. You're expected to win monster titles. Mm. You're expected to play in all Ireland. Where in Cavan, you're not. But that's just a pure mental thing. A lad that's born in Kerry is no, no better of an athlete than a baby born in Cavan. But as you grow up and the negativity and the cynicism that's out there and maybe the, the, the bar needs to be raised. So yeah. You're a product of your environment regardless of where that environment is. And, and the environment for the kids in Kerry is, oh, there's a lad with four All-Irelands. There's a lad with three All-Irelands. There's a lad that's won two minors or three minors. It, it's just all around him. So, geez, well, if he can do that, I'm looking at him. He's a human being. I can touch him. Jeez, I can do that. Yeah. And that's that's what we need to create in Cavan. But these miners have started that process yeah, again. And in fairness, we'll not we'll not understate it. It, it. it did start with six years ago, the on the miners winning that Ulster title and, and the under twenty ones with their success. You know, these lads have recent memory of Cavan teams doing very well in these sort of competitions. So it's great to see it. But well, well done to all involved and, and look maybe it'll be another day's debate. We'll we'll discuss 
the what went on with the minor management but i have to say john brady has deserves huge credit for how he's managed a very difficult situation and, and, and maybe we'll leave it at that before we head on to the club championships everyone's talking about luna bar cavan's most vibrant new venue with our big screen tvs live music every weekend and free function room we cater for everyone Luna Bar Main Street Cavan the newest hotspot in town Lara, Lara, get the line ball and get play on the way again. It's already over on the far side of the field between the two 65s as Lara try to break down this mass defence, well-organised mass defence by Baileyborough, but they're not breaking it down. Baileyborough have 12 men inside the 45 all the time, but they're, they're, they're marking the space well and getting the tackles on at the right time. It's yeah, their attack it. maybe might be letting them down Yeah, that's though. it. Yeah, no, Baileyborough definitely defending very well. Yeah, the big numbers back as Jack McKenna turns over possession again. He's working extremely hard at wing half forward for Lara, and he's got it back on into the 20 metre line. He plays a lovely hand pass off towards Owen Cooney. A lot of steps oh, for Cooney, but he rattles the back of the net. That's a phenomenal score. So that was uh, the, the, the little magician, Owen Cooney, pulling out an absolute rocket in the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship. We're going to start uh, th- this segment of the podcast by looking back over the results in the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship. Um, Killigarry beaten, or well, I suppose we'll start on Friday night, Paul. No surprise, Cavan Gales beaten Arva. You were at this one, though. Arva missed a huge amount of chances. Yeah, they missed an awful lot of chances. Three players went off injured during the game. Um, I thought they were well served by Kieran Brady at midfield and James Morris at full back. I thought both of those lads were outstanding. But otherwise... The girls were on top in most positions. Like the girls were just running hard lines all the time with support coming from everywhere, and they had they had the physical advantage over over Arva in most positions. Like they were just thundering up the field from all. And you know the way the girls play, they get on top of you, they keep their foot on your throat, like, and they they always do that. That said, Arva missed a few good. They missed three goal chances in the first half. Two of them, um, Shane Hamilton had them. Probably could have taken a point. Kieran Brady had a great goal chance, kicked it wide. Um, I think Kieran Flynn might have stopped one. Um, and they kicked Conan Sheridan kicked some very uncharacteristic wides like he's a class footballer and doesn't usually kick that many wides kicked a few that he wouldn't normally uh, Kevin Busher wasn't in the game as well another brilliant footballer like probably was the winning of the intermediate last year Boucher. Um and I don't think he's fully fit and he wasn't in the game so I think Arva will get a scalp along the way as long as they don't lose um, too many players to injury because they're probably working off a limited panel like Thomas Brady came on the first half he's not fully fit after injury but I think Arva might get a scalp along the way. They're a big price this weekend. We're going to put up a bet for you later on that we think might work. But they've got it Lavi this weekend and they're 9-4. to four. Lavi haven't won a game yet. They haven't lost one, <laughs> but they haven't won one. So I, I wouldn't rule out Arva there to get to get something out of it. But the Gales, look at the Gales are back. Without a doubt, the boom is back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> There's cranes going up in Carlos, so the, <laughs> the gales are back. But it's uh, yeah, like Cavan Gales. Look, we, we we have spoken quite a bit about them, and and at the moment, our favourites. I think um, they're eleven to eight favourites to win it. Yeah, and and you can't argue with it on the form. In fairness to them, but moving on to the Lavi Castle Rahan game, um, maybe for some people a bit of a surprise here. Um, I, I I heard. Different reports from this game. Lavi, I wasn't at it, but Lavi should have won it, could have won it. Um, and yeah, Castoran threw a five point lead. Yeah, but Castoran didn't score for the last twenty minutes, so that was the big that was the big thing. Like they they were totally in control. They're in the driving seat with twenty minutes to go. Didn't score for the last twenty minutes, and I think Ray Cullivan dominated the middle toward the early exchanges anyway. So again, like um, Castoran have a little bit to go yet, but. It's a marathon, not a sprint, and they'll be happy enough. Look, just get through the get through the group stage, and then worry about hitting form. The word is that they're they're very much a changed system than they had been playing in the last couple of years, last three four years, where they're very defensive and and turning over ball with big numbers, and then trying to counter attack, but not necessarily that that quick of a counter attack, more of a progressive counter attack. But 
this year they seem to be more traditional and while it's while it's maybe the funny thing is that they're they haven't been beaten yet and people are talking about you know oh geez Castellan are in trouble they still no, have, they're not in trouble they've only dropped one point you know they're they're still in a good position prime to go to quarterfinals and they're working on a new system like isn't that Einstein had the definition of stupidity was doing the same thing and expecting different results so Castellan to their credit have changed tack they're trying something different and they have to try something different in order to win a championship so I, I wouldn't be buying into this idea that Castellan are, are by any means gone yeah no Jesus uh, absolutely not no way um, I think they're going to be right there um, there's three or four teams at the top I think there will be a team uh there will be a dark horse that are going to break through and possibly get to a semi-final or final. Someone's going to get crashed that top four, I I think. Mm. Look, by the nature of the beast, the chance of them all being kept separate in the in the quarterfinals quarter is unlikely. Like looking at who it might be, I think you're looking at maybe Gauna or Kiligari. Kiligari, I think, are our form team, two wins, and we're going on to that in a second. We'll bring it to you now, I suppose. Kiligari are six to four this weekend against Lacken. Lacken fielded last weekend. We're very poor against their yeah. neighbours batting yeah they feel it without Raymond Gallagher. Um they're they're playing they're six to four against against Killig or Killigari are six to four against Lacken. I think Killigari are serious value there. They're they're really motoring very well like yeah, it's in Balanya which you don't know if that's advantage Killigari or not. I think open spaces of Breffney might, might suit Killigari a wee bit better but Yeah it might might do but I thought that last week with Cavan Gales. I was in Balanya against yeah. Arva and they ran a muck. They still so, found a space. Yeah. They didn't need yeah well look at it, it'll be interesting going on then to Saturday last Cuhollins against Kiligari as you said a, a, a convincing enough five point win for Kiligari scoring 314 which is quite impressive Cuhollins now that's two losses um, in their opening two games so you know there, there's going to be a bit of pressure there for them yeah a hot and cold team Cuhollins um, you never know what you're going to get with them they played well against against Rammer but got nothing out of it and that was a setback. I backed them last week. It didn't accumulate, and one of the bets I had was a draw in the Lavi Castellan game. So I got the big one up, but Kukolans uh, let me down, unfortunately. So and they, they will do that because they're 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 quite an unpredictable team. When they're playing well, they're they're a very good team. Um, but two two defeats, they could turn around very quite feasibly turn around. Beat, I think they've got Good Hill this weekend. Yeah. They could easily beat Good Hill this weekend, yeah. get a win, and go on and win a quarter final. That yeah. they're liable to do that. They're liable to do it within the one game. In the last couple of years, the amount of times in the last couple of years where they've been way up or way down in games and either thrown it away or, or clawed it back, it's happened several times in the last four or five years. They're they're just that sort of team. They've never found that, that level of consistency. So analysing them is a mugs game, I think. Yeah, definitely. But I suppose they they against Coot Hill this weekend in O'Reilly Park at Saturday evening at eight o'clock. Um, you, you'd I'd actually I fancy Coot Hollands in that one. I I, I seen Coot Hill at the weekend, and while they um, they beat Mullahorn, they they weren't that convincing in beating Mullahorn. No, they weren't. They weren't. I was at that as well. And like Mullahorn, Mullahorn are proving slowly. Might be getting a player or two back, and I think Mullahorn will put up a decent. Uh, fist of things against Crutchlow and Paddy McHugh as well this weekend and they really need to but like, if there's going to be a kick in Mullhorn it's going to come this weekend and again looking at the betting I wouldn't rule out uh, it'd be Crutchlow should win that but they're coming off a defeat Mullhorn have nothing to lose like, Mullhorn aren't going to go the whole season without winning the game they're going to pick up a win here somewhere I really do think they will they're improving they're, those young lads they should be improving with every game Like definitely it's just it's just the, the time frame of the improvement is is so so intense you know four weeks that you're learning and learning very very fast but they're Crush definitely were a big disappointment last again now. I was just going to move on to that alright uh, considering their first game against Balanya where they looked excellent and and we sung Dara McVitie's praises against Balanya and rightly so he, he was absolutely phenomenal but in contrast this week he was really non-existent I wouldn't. I, don't, I wouldn't agree with that. I thought he he had a very quiet first half, but I thought he 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 took the fight to Garner in the second half, um, especially after Garner got their second goal. I thought McVitie did try to provide leadership mm-hmm. and try to get come out deep, get on ball. But you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame it all on on McVitie now. It, well, is he is he is he being played in the wrong position at in the half back line or? Oh, he seemed to be very deep. Like, that's the thing with, <laughs> that's true, with yeah. a county man. Yeah, that yeah. that's so versatile. They're, 
He nearly needs to be kicking the ball in and running in and catching it. But He's quick uh, enough. <laughs> <laughs> if he kicked it high enough, he could. Yeah, look, I think I think Crushlaw, very well drilled, good manager, Darren McCarthy. I think Crushlaw should should make the quarters, but an awful lot depends on this Mullahorn game. They'll, they'll be happy with that draw. Like They'd have to be. You're playing a team that hasn't won a game all year. That yeah. said, Mullahorn would be just as happy. <clears throat> yeah. You know, like Mullahorn can't play in the draw. They've got Good Hill, now they've got Crushlaw. They're. they're they're not playing the Gales and the Rammers out there. Yeah, they don't. They, they, Kings Court was a tough ask first day, and yeah. Mullahorn at their best would struggle in that game too. Like they'd get it yeah. hard to win it. They would. But they're, they're they can't really complain about the draw. Look at those couple of players that are coming back. It'll be interesting to see. I seen Tom Moss Nannery togged out at the weekend, so he mightn't be too far away. Um, and and there's rumours of of a Hambler coming back to play a bit. Is there? Not that I heard. No. Not that I heard. Oh, must be false rumours than that I heard. <laughs> maybe it was hope. It was maybe it's James Brady. Maybe yeah, could be James. <laughs> could be James. But uh, yeah, or Mickey. He won the Ulster title lately. Did he? He did. <laughs> That's Mickey Senior. That's Mickey Senior. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the big game on Saturday night was Rammer against Kings Court, and it, it lived up to the bill in two twelve to one or two twelve to two eleven. It, it was a cracking, entertaining game. Yeah, I wasn't at it, but I was listening to your commentary, Damien, and. Uh, Sounded like a great game. I, I, like it looked like Rammer were were cruising, and then Kingsford came back. Like you never get anything easy against Kingsford. We know that they're a very seasoned, dogged outfit. I thought Kingsford would win it, to be honest, before the game. But Rammer again are just starting to find a bit of form now. They're missing Brian O'Connell, and they need him back. Uh, their goalkeeper Liam Brady's in Australia. Um, they are. They're missing a couple of regulars. Um, McGee. Yeah, uh, one of the McGees is away as well. I think it's Matty McGee. Is away in the states, so they're 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 missing a few. Yeah. But you know they they need they probably to win a championship they're going to need a couple of those fellas back. But and Connor Bradley hasn't hasn't shown any like the form he was showing last year. Yeah, but look, he's he's a quality operator. Like he will find his form again. His brother James is actually playing a little bit better. Very well. Yeah, yeah, he's playing well. But yeah. I I think and James McEnroe hasn't exerted his influence yet either. So look, there's there's a lot more in Rammer. Like if they don't win the championship this year, the team that beats them probably will. Kings Court has suffered a loss then in the second half Barry Riley going off with a hamstring injury you know he'd be a massive loss to their plans going forward oh he will he he would be Jesus if he, he was gone because he, he supplies an awful lot of their scores he's like Conor McManus nearly by Monaghan even though he plays out around the middle and stuff like that he'll guarantee you, if, you know, four, five, six frees he'll, he'll knock over a few from play he, give, he delivers great ball inside and they are still missing a, a marquee forward like we said it before about Joe Dillon I, I'm a big fan of Dillon's but he's a great man to get you a goal or two, and he got a, two goals again the last day. But he's not—he's not one of these quick silver forwards that's going to make points happen out of nowhere. He's pure brawn and aggression and athleticism, but he's not got a bag of tricks. And they're missing that—that that, uh, for like a, a James Brady, you know, or a or a a Martin Dunn. sort of. A, yeah, just yeah. get the ball, throw a dummy, fire it over the bar. That's not Joe Dillon style. And so they're missing that. Like, and Darragon was the man. That, that provided that when they won the championship two years ago so they, they need to get that little spark back in there mm. because that's probably what cost them last year a very low scoring game I think they lost 1-8-7 to seven in the quarter final last year against Rammer right. they only put up 7 points you know that that is their, their weak link if Barry Riley was gone this weekend Garnett would be licking their chops the interesting yeah. thing was that Barry went off Philip Smith who had a good game at full forward took a free missed it and they lost by a point you know that that's how influential Barry is to a game. It yeah. was a, it was a nailed on point if Barry Riley was on the field. So there you go. Philly Smith doesn't miss much now. No, 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 he doesn't. In fairness, but Garner Garner had a great win last weekend. Garner coming back. I made the point to you last weekend that Garner will win the championship in the next four or five years. Without yeah. doubt, I fully believe that. Look at those two minor forwards and a couple of other minors uh, players on that minor panel, and the, the whole wave of lads that are only a year or two older than them that we've forgotten about: Robbie Fitzpatrick, Connor Brady. Class footballers like Robbie Fitzpatrick scored a brilliant piece of improvisation for a fisted goal last weekend. Conor Brady had a mighty game, centre half back. Mm. They still got Conor Madden. You know he's only twenty three, twenty four. They they have they are coming again, and it's impressive what they've done because they've managed to through their period of transition. They managed to hold all in senior. They even got to a senior semi final last year, totally against yeah. the head. People forget that. Yeah. And like looking at them this again, they're, they're seven to two against Kingscourt this again in Virginia, where Kingscourt traditionally struggle in Virginia. Like that has to be value. Like Kingsford could go out and blow them away, but I just I can't see it. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it it'll be interesting. That, that will be a, a very interesting game. I suppose we, we've kind of gone through the the Crushlaw Gowney game a little bit earlier, and and the Mullerhorn Cootill. So the Lacken Balanya game was the final game on Sunday evening in the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship, and uh, Lacken really didn't didn't show up properly in this game at all. Balanya from maybe about twenty minutes into it, just looked like they were they were a bit more street smart. Yeah, and if you had said before the game, Niall McDermott won't score from play, uh, and only score one free, and and Balanya will win this game by eight or nine points, you'd be laughed out of the place. But Balanya have introduced a couple of good players in the last couple of years, like like the likes of Shane Finnegan there. Eamon McAvoy has developed into a real leader on, on the team. Gavin Smith, the wing back, came up and got a goal. Good young fella just out of minor. Balanya have slowly introduced a few players, but they've 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 retreaded the old tires as well. Like they've got Kevin the Bone Smith scored five points. Last week, uh, Thomas Moore scored one three. Pod Riley, David Finnegan, you know they're a very seasoned outfit. They're they're a team of men, like and they they were a very hard team to beat, and they were stung by losing to to Crushala. And th- like that was a, that was a great win against Lacken, a, a hell of a win. Because again, I backed Balanya in my accumulator, but uh, it didn't didn't do me any good. But I, I'm going to be backing them again this weekend. So I know you're looking to wrap up, Damien. So I'll, I'll run you through quickly. You asked me to pick out a travel for this again, seeing as I had so much success last week. <laughs> so th- what I'm looking at, I'm just looking at, at, at the odds on the bookies here now. We're obviously, we're encouraging people to bet responsibly, but just if you if you want to stick on a fiver for for a, a bit of crack, uh, I think you could do worse than go with Balanya this weekend. There are five to two shots against Castlerahan. Against Castlerahan, I, I just think that five to two is is a huge price for a team coming off a win against a team coming off a draw and didn't score for 20 minutes last day. Kiligari 6-4 against Lacken. I think that's a huge price as well. Yeah. Like, Lacken haven't won yet. Kiligari have won twice. Is there that big of a gap between Kiligari and Lacken? I think the bookies have that one wrong. I think that's completely wrong. And uh, the other one I was looking at was um, in the Mead Championship, talking to Mickey Brennan, Simon's turn a 4-9 against Central Town and talking to Mickey, they're very confident I think Simon's trying to win that. If you want to throw in one more just to make it interesting, why not? Why not go for it to hell and throw in uh, Kingscourt or throw in Garner to beat Kingscourt? You're looking at there about for for 10 euro, you're looking at. Uh, I thought you said fiver. Okay, for fiver. <laughs> I don't have a dinner to spare. <laughs> Fiber. Let me just talk this up, Damien. Keep talking there for a second while I get this going. It's uh, yeah, as as we do say, res- gamble responsibly here. But it there's there's a few now. I I don't endorse this bet slip because I don't think I'd be I'd be backing down against Castle Rahan personally. Um, but I, I I respect your right to to uh, to throw this out. Thanks, as, as thanks tip. very much, Damien. For five euro, that'll give you back two hundred and seventy three. So I go. I'm going Gauna, Balanya, Kiligari and Simon's turn to beat Sanchez turn and Mead so 5 euro gives you 273 so that's about 50 55 to 1 Mickey Brennan to score the winning point for, for Simon's turn I'm sure is what he'd like to see happening we're going to run very quickly through the intermediate championship the results from the weekend I'll just give them a quick run out and you can tell me uh, the games that stood out for you or maybe the shocks in it King, um, Killing Care beat Kilishandra by a goal Bailiborough were beaten well by Lara um, by what's that Five is eight points. Um, Swan and Bar beat Corner Fane quite comfortably, a seven point win there. Beltorba beat Drumlane in the local derby by five points. Drumgoon beat Shercock in another local derby by four points. Den were convincing winners over Red Hills. That was a 12 point win for Den. And Ballyhays beat uh, Butler's Bridge by. What is it? Eleven. Two twenty to nine points, wasn't it? Yeah, so seventeen points, mm. uh, a big win. What what kind of stands out for you in the hotel? Kilmer? Oh, Bally Hayes result, Damien. I think that would that would have been two of the favourites. Um, the Bridge are, are struggling now. That game was level at about three points all or four points all. Kevin Riley went off injured after twenty minutes. And yeah, Bally Hayes took over. So look, Bally Hayes. I do think we heard it before about Armagh. They were division division one forward line playing in division three I think Ballyheads are a senior forward line to be fair like David Brady Kevin Tierney Parkmore you know they probably have as good a forward line as a lot of senior teams I wonder about the backs if they're going to be as strong as they were two years ago Barry Kelly's back now which will strengthen things mm. and I wonder I just wonder I know that the um, 
Eamon Brady's gone from the from the goals as well from two years ago as well. So there's a little bit of changes in the rear guard, but up front they're 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 very strong. And David Brady is is a new man as well since two years ago. Like he's really strengthened up and uh, come come uh, showing his real his potential is coming through. I should be trying to say. So I think I think um, there's the other results. But Torbett won again. But Torbett are going to be right there as well. So. I think Look, that's a very close. Swad is a big one too. I was just going to say Swan and Bar. Did you see the report on that? Was was uh, Chris Corn was missing the first day? Chris Corn had a back. brilliant game. Yeah, Chris Corn had a brilliant game. Michael Corn got two goals at full forward. Garoj McCarron scored seven points, six from play, and Ryan Maher as well, who's a motorcycle rider, uh, was playing midfield and had a great game along Garoj in the middle of the field. So wow. that was a big win for Swad. For Swad. Yeah, I will tell you a quick one about Ryan Maher. I interviewed him a couple of years ago. His dad is from Tip. That's it, but Maher's a very uncommon name in Cavan, but he's big into his motorbikes and he rides in the Isle of Man and all that stuff. And I did a fascinating interview with him a couple of years ago, and he was, or last year I think it was, and he was talking about um, his riding the motorbikes. And I was saying about the danger of it. And he was saying, "Yeah, look, fellas, fellas get killed off these bikes." Like, and he says it's a bit of a bleak mood for half an hour, and then he says you get up and you go again, and you race again over the Isle of Man. Fellas get killed every year Jesus over there. Christ. But I said to him, uh, "Do you ride a bike into work?" He works for KBG Accountants. And he says, no, no, I drive in. And I says, do you rally in the road? And he goes, no, no. He goes, I wouldn't feel safe driving fast in a car. And wow. I said, wow, these bikers are a different breed. They really are. Very interesting. He's, uh, but He's yeah. a good footballer as well as a good biker. Yeah, evidently, evidently. Looking look to the fixtures then this weekend in the intermediate. Um, it starts off Friday night. Lara taking on Drumlane. Red Hills taking on Swanland Bar. Um, then on Saturday, it's Drumgoon taking on Beltorbet. Bailiaborough against Butler's Bridge. And moving on to Sunday, Cornafane are against Kilishandra neighbours there. That'll be a big one. Um, and then in the evening, it's Den against Shercock and Ballyhays against Killing Care. What's the games that stands out for you? Den and Shercock is the makings of a, of a good one. Um, like Den, I thought it would have been outs- a good outside bet to win this this championship. Um, and they were poor against Bailey were the first day. They were sort of under the cosh backs against the wall in the early in the second half against Red Hills last week but they came good at the right time and they they ran off at maybe 8 or 9 points unanswered at the end of the game Ben Connerty and Thomas Edward Dunne who coming into form there um, and I think Killen Care and, and uh, Bally Hayes could be interesting one because your lads were, could do with a win and Bally Hayes have been lighting it up so far so that's going to be a good one as well I think it's going to there's a good, a good weekend of fixtures again this weekend of course the big game is going to be tonight Rammer and Calvin Gales in the senior yeah, the the intermediate one, Drumgoon against Beltorre, both undefeated. That'll be that'll be a very interesting. Absolutely, game. yeah, absolutely. It's and I have to give a shout out to Conan Farrell, who helped me out <laughs> last week. This is a great story. Yeah, well, I'll tell you very quickly. Um, it's with twenty championship matches, it's hard to get every get a reporter at every game. So we we try to get PROs to help us out on some games and stuff like that. But there was a bit of a mix up in it, and I was trying to get together some some team sheets and some details on the Drumgoon and and Shercock game. And I called Tom Farrell, who was Aegon Farrell's brother, the the president, and Tom said, get in touch with Conal. Um, he says he's got a great memory. And I said, was he not playing? He says, oh, he has a great memory, though. So I got in touch with Conal, and he remembered every kick of the ball. It was amazing. <laughs> Both teams, the scores, it was like he had, it was taking notes while playing and scored one, two or one three one as three, well. One three. So uh, fair play to, to Conal. Uh, it's unbelievable. I, I, I literally, I couldn't remember if I kicked the ball when I was playing. You know, yeah. as in if I, if somebody said to me after a game, you know, when I was playing, I could remember if I did kick it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but brilliant. I, I contacted one, one manager in the intermediate uh, who I know well, and it wasn't you, <laughs> uh, a while back after the first round, and I just need to check something because I was late getting to one of the games, so many games, and I said, "Who scored the first three points for you?" And he goes, "I honestly couldn't tell you." And then you had, and he was the manager of the team, and that was quite a low-scoring game. And then you have a player who can remember who scored for both teams. So it's interesting, different strokes, different folks. Well, that's it. If we we're all the same, so um, yeah. So we'll just finish up very quickly in the Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Championship. There were wins for Kill Shamrocks, uh, Ballamacue, Drummalee, uh, a draw between Knockbride and Drung. Kildallan had a big win over Mahara, and a draw between McNugent and Muncher Connacht. What are the results that kind of stand out for you there? Uh, well, sure, you, you can rule out the Kildallan win over Maher, really, like Maher kind of losing all their games at the minute. Um, ah, sure, Bally McHugh, I suppose, getting getting a win was, that was their second win, like, and they're, they're in very fine form at the minute. Uh, they're going to tighten that championship. Trumbley sort of came back from the dead a little bit against Shannon Gales. They sort of had them beaten, and then, then Shannon Gales hit form. They have a new man called Colleran, 
Michael Collar from Galway playing in the middle of the field. He's married to to a black lion woman, I think, or somewhere around that neck of the woods, and he was phenomenal. He kicked a free from fifty five meters and scored Jeez. three points. Uh, famous Galway football family, the Collarans, um, and Niall Walsh scored eight points. But Drummolly came came good at the right time, and your own brother Kevin came on and scored two great points at the end to win it for them. So Drummolly, uh, that'll do them good. You know, that's character building, and I think mm. that'll do them good. So I think that the the juniors going to come to life too. There's still three or four teams right in the run with it too. So Munch look at Munch Connacht's draw, which I thought would Manugent was impressive considering Manugent's first round win over. Knockbride, I know it mightn't have been the most impressive performance, but Manugent are a team that I think if they, if they hit form, they won't be too far away from this interview. Yeah, I agree. Or for the junior, but yeah, I agree. And um, a notable thing with that game was that John McCabe scored thirteen points for Munster Connacht. Wow! Yeah, twelve freeze. Didn't now. hear that. Yeah, twelve, 12 freeze. Some of them, some of them were tricky. Freeze oh, had to definitely. Put over too. Oh, geez, look at I, I, I'm nobody to, to be looking down at the nose of a free taker. But to go through just the uh, the junior Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Championship fixtures this weekend, Drung take on Ballymacue on Saturday evening. Um, Corla taking on Kildallan, a good local derby there. Kill Shamrocks against Muncher Connacht. Um, and then on to Sunday we have Shannon Gales ho- or against. Mount Nugent, it's part of a double header in Ballyconnell. It's at two o'clock and it's followed by um the clash of Templeport and Drummalee at half three. Knockbride play uh, Mahara and I think that's the last of the yeah, that's the last of the junior championship games. So th- I think the Drummalee Templeport will be in a very interesting game down there. Yeah, that's gonna be an interesting one. Very that's, that has to make it to a very good game because Templeport need to get their season back on track. Drummond confidence will be up now after getting a win because they were beaten first day out against Valley McHugh. They would have been a lot of people's favourites. So look, the championship is coming to the boil now. It's a great format. Credit where it's due. People, including us, we criticise different things, but hats off to the board. They've they've got a, they've nailed the format now this year. Yeah. Everyone's everyone I've been talking to is happy with it. Last week they got the fixtures out on Sunday night. Which is something that was needed, and that hats off to the CCC oh, for that. Brilliant. It was I great. It was great. So look, it, it's exciting stuff. It sure is. So just to let you know, on on uh, oh sorry, we forgot to give a mention out to uh, Crouchy. I hope you hope you're enjoying this podcast. Of course, Drummond footballer there, um, w- one of the legends. He never misses training, but that's because there's a hot shower. Uh, we're we're going to let you know the games that we're covering here on We Are Cavan uh, over the weekend tonight. We'll be bringing you the the. the gigantic clash between Rammer United and Cavan Gales it's at 8 o'clock in Kingsborough Breffney Park in the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship tomorrow evening we have a double header it's the Junior Championship um, clash between Drung and Ballamacue live from Kingsborough Breffney in Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Championship that is at 6.30 and it's followed by the clash of um, Arva and Lavi in the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship at 8 o'clock again in Kingsbound Breffney full live commentary on wearecavan.com and then Sunday it's a busy packed show there's four games on the We Are Cavan um, listen live page in the Intermediate Championship at 1.30 it's Cornafain against Kilachandra and it's followed by the Senior Championship Clash of Balanya and Castle Rahan at 3 o'clock and then later in the evening we go back to Kingspan Breffney where it's Den against Shercock at 6.30 and at 8 o'clock it's Ballyhays against Killing Care. So four games 